Welcome to The Healing Catalyst. I'm your host, Dr. Avanti Kumar Singh, and I know that Ayurveda can transform your life. How? Because it transformed mine. And the best part is, it's easier than you think. Your body has exactly what it needs to heal itself. All you need to do to enhance its healing power is to start practicing healthy routines, which I can teach you. In over 20 years of practicing both Western medicine and Eastern healing traditions, the most important thing I've learned is that healing is a journey we take together. So on this podcast, I'll be demystifying Ayurveda and other integrated medicine, showing how these simple, ancient practices are the keys to unlocking a healthy modern life. We are all healing catalysts because healing starts within. It starts with you and it starts right now. Let's get started. This is a Soulfire production. Episode number 26. Well, hello, my beautiful friends. It's so wonderful to be with you again for another episode of the Healing Catalyst podcast. You know, I haven't done a solo episode in a few weeks, so it's really great to be back with you, just me and you. And if you're new here, welcome. I'm Avanti. I'm so incredibly glad that you're here. Today, we're diving into a topic that I get a lot of questions about, fasting. In the past few years, there's been so much research and data on the health benefits of fasting, and there's been a lot of misinformation and debate, much of which has been the research taken out of context and twisted into broad statements, which in turn has led to many people saying that fasting is promoting diet culture. And so I wanted to do an episode to give you an Ayurvedic perspective on the practice of fasting, what I call Ayurvedic rhythmic fasting. Now, don't worry about taking notes. There's a guide on Ayurvedic rhythmic fasting linked in the show notes for you. Also, make sure you sign up for the three-day Fall Health Reset Masterclass that I'm doing on Thursday, September 9th. During the masterclass, I'll be teaching you how to do an Ayurvedic mind-body-spirit cleanse from the comfort of your own home, which is critical at the change of the seasons to support health. In the masterclass, you'll learn the basics of an Ayurvedic cleanse, and I'll share tips to get the most out of the experience. A few days before the masterclass, you'll also get a detailed guide with recipes, practices, and resources for the three-day reset so that I can personally lead you through it beginning on Friday, September 10th through Sunday, September 12th. And I promise you, it's going to be an experience that you don't want to miss. There's a link in the show notes to sign up, so make sure you do that. Okay, let's get back to today's episode on Ayurvedic rhythmic fasting. Fasting has become really popular in the past few years in the West. But here's the thing. Fasting isn't new. It's actually one of the most ancient healing practices in human history. It's been practiced by most every culture and every religion on earth. Now, Ayurveda, which is the oldest healing tradition known, it's 5,000 years old after all, actually documented the benefits of fasting in the first Ayurvedic texts. Specifically, the Shushrit Samhita, that dates back to 600 BCE. In addition, Hippocrates, who is widely considered the father of modern medicine, also prescribed and championed the practice of fasting. He wrote, to eat when you are sick is to feed your illness. 
Now, fasting for spiritual purposes is still widely practiced today, and it remains part of virtually every major religion in the world. In spiritual terms, it's often called cleansing or purification, but it really amounts to the same thing. The practice of fasting developed independently among different religions and cultures, not as something that was harmful, but as something that was deeply and intrinsically beneficial to the human body, mind, and spirit. Now, there's one important thing that we should note here, the difference between fasting and restriction. They differ in one crucial way that's really important, and that is intention. What is the intention? What is the goal? In restriction, the intention is control, control of calories, control of emotions and feelings, trying to feel a sense of control through the control of food, which ultimately leads to more suffering. On the other hand, the intention of fasting for spiritual health or other reasons is rest, not control. It's to rest the body, mind, and spirit, to rest the digestion. The goal is to give space for renewal and rejuvenation. So this is a really important distinction, the difference between restriction and fasting. Now, as I mentioned, Ayurveda is the oldest system of healing. It's over 5,000 years old and quite literally in Sanskrit, it means the knowledge or science of life. And it truly is a manual for life, a manual for living. It's also considered the mother of all healing because it contains the roots of all other healing systems, including traditional Chinese medicine and Western medicine. Now, as I've said many times on this podcast, the essence of Ayurveda is that we are not separate from nature. We are a microcosm of the macrocosm, and that's because we're all made of the same five elements, space, air, fire, water, and earth. Because we are a microcosm of the macrocosm and created from the same five elements as everything in the universe, when we live in harmony with nature, we have optimal and vibrant health. According to Ayurveda, optimal health is a simple equation. The increase of vital energy or prana and the decrease of toxins, which leads to vitality and longevity. And this is optimal health. So the goal in Ayurveda is to constantly move vital energy through the human system, to constantly replenish it and increase it, while at the same time, constantly decreasing and eliminating toxins to create optimal health. And for this to happen, you must have a healthy digestive fire. Now, the digestive fire, as I've said before, is a metaphor for the body's internal metabolism. It absorbs nutrients and essential elements, and it burns off waste products and toxins. In other words, it keeps what the human system needs, which increases vital energy, and it gets rid of what the human system doesn't need, which decreases toxins. So essentially, to keep toxins low and vital energy high, you must have a healthy digestive fire. This creates optimal health. And so the key to a healthy digestive fire is staying in harmony with nature. And so you can see how this all links together. When we stay in harmony with nature, we create a healthy digestive fire, which in turn creates optimal health. And how do we stay in harmony with nature? Well, there are three main ways, which we've talked about before. Routines, diet, and the tools of yoga. And daily routines specifically tap into the rhythms of nature. Now, there are many components to daily routines, but at the most basic level, they can be broken down into daily activities and eating. 
the daily activities can be further broken down into morning, midday, and evening routines, while the eating routines revolve around two main concepts, the principle of Ayurvedic eating and Ayurvedic rhythmic fasting. Now, in case you missed it, I talked about the principle of Ayurvedic eating in episode eight, and that's linked in the show notes, which says that what you eat matters, but why, where, when, and how much matter more. Now, let's build upon this principle, the principle of Ayurvedic eating, and talk more about Ayurvedic rhythmic fasting. The routine of Ayurvedic rhythmic fasting creates optimal health by allowing for rest by aligning feeding and fasting to the daily path of the sun. And this in turn creates a healthy digestive fire, which then leads to optimal health. So now let's break this down into all of its parts and go through it one step at a time. First, there's the Ayurvedic clock. And this clock is based on the daily path of the sun, which tells us when to do what, when to sleep, when to wake, work, move, relax, and eat. One of the main ways that we can stay in harmony with nature on a daily basis is by getting in sync with the daily rhythm of the sun, with the daily rhythm of nature, using the Ayurvedic clock. Now, what's important to point out here is that modern science continues to prove ancient wisdom. We're finding more and more evidence that what we knew 5,000 years ago in Ayurveda is scientifically sound. Western medicine continues to prove all of these Ayurvedic principles and the wisdom that comes from Ayurvedic medicine. For example, the Ayurvedic clock is actually what we've determined to be the circadian rhythm. The circadian rhythm is an internal clock that coordinates digestion and detoxification with the wake-sleep cycle, which is set by the daily cycle of light. Every one of our cells in our body has a circadian clock, and these clocks determine when our genes should be turned on and when they should be turned off. Now, intuitively, it makes sense that you can't do all actions in the body at once. So when the sun goes down and there's decreased light, usually the actions of digestion are turned off and the actions of repair and restoration are turned on. Now in the morning, shortly after sunrise, when the light starts to increase, the digestion genes are more active again and the genes of repair and restoration are turned off. Now the digestive fire aligns with the path of the sun. It aligns with the Ayurvedic clock. It's weakest in the morning and the evening before 10 a.m. and after 6 p.m. and it's strongest in the middle of the day between 10 a.m. and 2 p.m. To maintain a healthy digestive fire, it's important to think about what we're eating on a daily basis and coordinate it with the path of the sun. Now, once again, modern science proves ancient wisdom. The digestive fire has been proven in medical science through a process called autophagy. Autophagy is the body's mechanism of getting rid of old cell machinery when there's not enough energy to sustain it. It's a regulated, orderly process to degrade and recycle cellular components. Nutrient deprivation, or fasting, is the key activator of autophagy. In addition, fasting is usually far more beneficial than just stimulating autophagy. Yes, I mean, by stimulating autophagy, we're clearing out all of our old junky proteins and cellular parts. But at the same time, fasting also stimulates growth hormone which tells our body to start producing new cellular parts. 
So through the process of autophagy, we're giving our bodies a complete renovation, which gets us back to the natural cycle of life, feed and fast, which allows for cell growth during feeding and cellular cleansing during fasting. This is balance, and life is all about balance, which brings us to the next piece of the puzzle, feeding and fasting. Time for feeding and fasting based on the daily path of the sun, which is also aligned with the digestive fire, maintains balance. This means our digestive fire can keep pace with eliminating toxins and retaining vital energy. So when we look at the physiology of fasting, we see that we're either retaining energy, which is feeding, or we're eliminating toxins, which is fasting. It's one or the other. Balance between feeding and fasting creates balance within. I'm going to stop for just a minute because I know I'm getting into so much detail, but I think it's really important. And so don't forget, I do have a guide that is linked in the show notes so that you can just listen to this and not take notes. Okay, let's get back to where we were. We were talking about feeding and fasting. Okay, so here's a little more about how this process works. When we eat more food, energy is ingested that can be used immediately. Now, some of this energy has to be stored away for later use. Insulin is the key hormone that's involved in the storage of food energy because it rises when we eat, signaling to the body that we should store some of the energy away. This process also goes in reverse when we fast. Insulin levels will fall, signaling the body to start burning the stored energy because no more energy is coming in through food. So the body only really exists in two states, the fed state and the fasted state. Either we're storing food energy or we're burning it. It's one or the other. It's feeding or fasting. And if feeding and fasting are balanced, then there's balance within. Now, there are many benefits of fasting, many of which you've probably heard about, but let's just talk about those for being complete in this episode. The benefits of fasting include increased energy and mental clarity, improved brain health with brain cell renewal and repair, lowered blood sugar, insulin, and cholesterol, increased growth hormone, reduction of inflammation, and weight and body fat loss. Okay. So now let's get into the specifics of Ayurvedic rhythmic fasting. Let's start with what it's not. As I've already said, it is not restriction, which has the intention of control. Fasting has the intention or the goal of rest, not control. Now let's talk about what it is. Specifically, Ayurvedic rhythmic fasting is a rhythm of time-restricted periods of feeding and fasting that are aligned with the daily path of the sun. I'm going to say that one more time because this is very important and it's really what distinguishes the practice of fasting from an Ayurvedic perspective in contrast with what you're hearing about in Western culture. Ayurvedic rhythmic fasting is a rhythm of time-restricted periods of feeding and fasting that are aligned with the daily path of the sun. And here's the key, when. When is the key, not necessarily how long. It's when. You must feed when your digestive fire is highest and you must fast when your digestive fire is lowest. This is a super, super important distinction because all feeding and fasting time periods are not the same. When you feed and when you fast are the most important things. 
By aligning your feeding and fasting to the path of the sun, you also support a healthy digestive fire, which ultimately creates optimal health. If you feed during the day after the sun rises and eat your largest meal in the middle of the day, when the sun is also at its highest point in the sky, you're tapping into the time of the day when your digestive fire is strongest and can retain the most vital energy. Now on the flip side, if you fast during the night after the sun sets, your digestive fire is also weakest. It also has more energy available to process and eliminate toxins from the body, mind, and spirit. So now let's talk about the how, how to do Ayurvedic rhythmic fasting, which I know is what you've all been waiting for. There are some very simple guidelines to follow. First, your largest meal should be between 10 a.m. and 2 p.m. because this is when the sun is at its highest point in the sky and your digestive fire is strongest. Second, your fasting should start within one hour of sunset, ideally by 8 p.m. at the absolute latest. Third, you want to build slowly to a 16-8 circadian rhythm, which means 16 hours of fasting and eight hours of feeding. The easiest way to build up to this is to go slowly. First, start with a 12-12 or 12 hours of fasting and 12 hours of feeding. Once you're comfortable with that, you can move on to a 14-10 pattern, which is 14 hours of fasting and 10 hours of feeding. Now, you can stay at this place if this feels comfortable, but if you want to move on just a little more, you can go to the 16-8 circadian rhythm for two to three times a week, which means it's 16 hours of fasting and eight hours of feeding. Once you start to adjust to this pattern, you can slowly add another few days a week, building to five to six times a week. The most important thing here is to go slowly. Allow your body to adjust at each step of the way. Start with 12-12, go to 14-10, and if you want, go to 16-8 a few times a week, and then slowly build until you're doing it five to six times a week. And here's the important thing. If you stay at 12-12, or 14:10 that's great because remember the intention of fasting is rest it is rest and the timing the when is the most important not the how long unlike what we've been programmed to believe in western culture more is not better what matters is consistency if you allow for at least 12 hours of digestive rest every day the effects will be profound so start slowly and be consistent. So as you can see, Ayurvedic rhythmic fasting is as old as time. It's been around for 5,000 years. It's not something new and it's not something that's a fad. Well, it is a fad, but it's something that's been practiced for thousands of years all over the world, in every culture, in every religion. And it's one of the routines through which we can be in harmony with nature, which ultimately leads to more balance within and optimal health. So remember, Ayurvedic rhythmic fasting is a routine. It's a daily routine, a daily rhythm of time-restricted periods of feeding and fasting that are aligned with the daily path of the sun, that are aligned with nature. By keeping toxins low and vital energy high, you support a healthy digestive fire. And the key to a healthy digestive fire is staying in harmony with nature, which ultimately creates optimal health. I hope that this episode has served you and is helpful and clears up some of the confusion around fasting. 
Thank you so much for joining me for this episode. And if you found it helpful, please share it with others. And until next time, be well. If you love this podcast, and I so hope you did, please subscribe. That way you'll get real-time updates anytime I post a new episode. And if you're feeling really inspired, please leave a review so that others can find this podcast more easily. If you want to learn more, visit me on the interwebs at avantikumarsingh.com and you can subscribe to my newsletter where I send exclusive invites to my events, special announcements, and give you more self-healing tools and tips. And if you want to hang out even more with me, I spend most of my time on Instagram. You can find me at Avanti Kumar Singh, and we can connect more there. Until next time, remember, with the right catalyst, you have the power to activate your own healing, because healing starts within.